On tonight's Three Bro Sports Podcast, brought to you by Anchor FM, we go over NFL news from Week 12. Also, we talk about Thanksgiving a little bit as we go over the gobble-gobble matchups on Thursday and also the toilet bowl matchups. But first... Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to another Three Bros Sports Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm Lenny. And as you can tell, there is somebody missing in between. I do like the name Lenny. As right now, we're uh, we're kind of winging it on the, today's podcast based on uh, the time. We normally have everything set for Thursday, but Thursday is Thanksgiving. And I'm just going to throw it out right there, just begin with on Thanksgiving. Brett, what are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, la, la, la. <laughs> I'm thankful for Dalvin Cook <laughs> carrying my Minnesota Vikings, and I'm thankful for Nick Bosa, which there there was an interesting thing uh, I wanted to go into. Um, there was actually talks. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm I'm from California and I moved out here, so there's a lot of Raider fans where I was. There was an argument being made that Max Crosby, a defensive end for the Raiders, should be Rookie of the Year over Nick Bosa. Fact or fiction? I don't even know who Max Crosby it, is. That was the <laughs> thing. I, I had to look at the numbers. I'm like, well, Bosa still has more sacks. Crosby got four out of his six and a half sacks in one game. Oh. Well, it, that seems like it's people, you know, did that happen recently? or? Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, last week. Yeah, so it's one of those things where people are still riding the emotion of seeing him get four sacks in one game. Yeah, it's got to like be. That. It had to have been. I, I just had to at least bring that in there. And on today's episode, like I was about to say, Calvin isn't with us for now. He's with us in spirit. Yeah, in spirit. At the beginning part, we're going to have him on later on as the bread and butter of this podcast has been our picks. And Calvin cannot miss that. And He has class, and he can't miss that either. So we have to tie it into a certain way. Just make it all work. But... Education is important, kids. <laughs> for any kids out there watching. Yeah, we're, we're basically an education channel for how to podcast 101 and balance school together. Yeah, get a roadcaster. <laughs> don't don't let anyone take it from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're touching the stuff. Uh, soft. <laughs> uh, that's tough. I don't want to talk about that just yet. <laughs> but before we get into the NFL thing, uh, the NFL spectrum, the NBA has been a wild roller coaster this year your timberwolves have looked really good the golden state warriors have looked really bad yeah wouldn't have guessed that <laughs> if if i told you before the nba season started before steph went down with his, with his injury that the warriors would be in the playoffs as of right now in the, in the uh no i'm sorry that the warriors would be the worst team in the eastern in the western conference and that the timberwolves would be in the playoffs right now would you think i'm crazy I definitely would. I would probably <laughs> wonder what you were doing before we got in this podcast here. <laughs> and now, I have been a firm believer that the Warriors wouldn't have made the playoffs to begin with, but you would have at least expected them to go on to a hot start to start the year. Yeah. I we mean, if they had, if they still had Steph Curry, I mean, I know Clay Thompson tore his ACL at the end of the finals, and obviously Kevin Durant's gone, so, you know, there would be some fall off, but they would still have Draymond and Steph Curry and. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think there'd be too much of a difference, but sadly there has been, and there's nothing you can do about it now as it's been reported. Curry 
Sadly, though, I mean, you're, like, you're a Lakers no, for, fan. No, I'm a Kings fan. Uh, my bad. I was thinking my friend Hunter. Kings oh, my. Fan. My oh bad. Oh, my. Dude, don't take it personally. King, King, I got the Kings bracelet on and everything. Okay, but that's still Western Conference. You should be happy that the Golden State <laughs> is, is, is yes, gone. Yes, I, I am happy. I'm just saying for Warrior fans. Uh, yeah. Well, fans. The real ones. Warrior fans. Maybe like the 45 of them back in San Francisco that <laughs> know who Kalena Azabuki is or Monte Ellis. David Lee. No, no, actually the bandwagoners would know who he is. They wouldn't know about Monte Ellis or Baron Davis. Andres uh, Bielitz. Ah, nope, nope. I can't even pronounce his last name. <laughs> it, it is some overseas name that you just can well, The true fans know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. It, it's weird all the international players who come into the NBA. Some of like the weirdest names possible. Like uh, Nemanja Bielitsa. Yeah, that's a good one. Um... I'm trying to think. There's one more. Uh, is there anybody you can think of right now? Mm. I'm drawing a blank on it. Uh, oh, Peja. Uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Peja Stoyakovich. Mm. Uh, Zaza Pachulia. Yorgos Papayanis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And it's weird that a lot of people get that twisted because it, it's not – it's just a lot of letters, I feel like. Yeah, it is. But if you had to pick – so let's just go back on on, to, on a topic. If you had to go with one team that has gone above and beyond expectations and one team that has performed so poorly, excluding the Warriors, who would you pick? Hmm. One team that's playing better than I had expected would be uh, the Wizards. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's I agree. It's not one of those teams that is – you know setting the league on fire but you know they were pretty bad last year and um, to come back and, and Bradley Beal's looking good and they have some solid bench players coming off and contributing it it's surprising to me to see them hanging with teams that last year I would have assumed that they would have just got blown out of the water <laughs> yeah and adding Isaiah Thomas has actually been a sneaky move for them yeah he's seemed to uh he looked healthy. have rejuvenated his career a little bit yeah and it's I'm curious to see where he'll, he'll go with it because Washington isn't the the be all set all that's not the final spot for him mm -hmm. I mean, it's gonna change but uh what would, what would be your team that's disappointed uh, again back to what we said earlier probably golden state just because i didn't expect them to be as good as they had been in the past but i definitely didn't expect them to be the worst team in the west yeah i agree with that yeah um and if i had to go with would you say the warriors for m for my disappointing team yeah i said the warriors. rules were excluding warriors oh excluding warriors Sorry, I wasn't listening it, to no, the rules. No, it's okay. It's I okay. like to break it, it's the rules. It's been a long day. Hmm. Team that hasn't played as well than I thought they were going to. Do you want me to maybe maybe Brooklyn? Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, Irving's been a little injured. The team hasn't looked a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean they're putting up numbers, but they're not putting up wins. So yeah. So if I had to go with one team that has over exceeded, this is going to sound weird, but there's a reason. The Raptors. They lost their star player in uh, Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. When you lose your star player who led that team on his back to the playoffs, uh, into the finals, and beat the Warriors, to lose him, you would think this team would be on a drastic downfall. Kyle Lowry has never been one of those top point guards you really want to have on a contending team. But Pascal Siakam... Uh, there's a, a bit there could be a case made for him winning MVP this year. 
So uh, the Raptors would have to be that one team because their depth. They everybody can get a bucket on that team, no matter who you ask. Marcus Saul has been a little iffy so far, but I'm I expect things to turn around for him. It's amazing how like how little media attention they get too as well. After winning the finals last year and I get that Kawhi Leonard's not there anymore, but you would think that they would get some more attention after doing that. I mean, like I feel like people it's more that Kawhi Leonard won a championship rather than the Toronto Raptors won a championship. Yeah, I'm curious if it's just anything. I I don't know if there actually is a real bias of uh, reporting some. Like, if a team is in a United States organization, you would think they'd get equal coverage. Yeah. You would just think that. But th- then again, the Toronto Blue Jays, even when they were a good team, nobody said a single word about them throughout their playoff run with jo- uh, Josh Donaldson and Stroman. But Those darn Canadians <laughs> be giving them our media attention. Well, I, I just don't know what to say to them. I, I feel bad. But th- I just want to at least throw that part in about the NBA. Well, I know a lot of fans of the podcast want to listen to the NFL talk. And you know what? We'll get right into it. <laughs> okay? Well, now, one, new, uh, one story that came out just recently. Andy Dalton, after receiving his birthday present of being benched, Got that birthday present. Yeah, it got revoked. <laughs> As this week, he ne- he will be starting against the Jets. W- this move has to be made just because he uh, he may be a f- he's going to be a free agent next year. Th- this just has to be a move for him to regain market value, right? Or are they going to go with him as a long term option? I don't see them going with him as a long term option just because it hasn't worked in the past. And this year, obviously, it hasn't worked at all. So I don't see them continuing to go that way. But, you know, maybe they could because the Bengals took forever to ha- uh, fire Marvin Lewis. Oh, they so should maybe have done they like five years ago. Yeah, maybe they just will stick with Anthony Dalton for another five years, just see what happens because they like to, ha- like, make their fans stress out and get gray hair 30 years early probably. <laughs> but um, I don't think it is because they're trying to rejuvenate his career. I think it's just – they're out of options. Well, I I'm think saying rejuvenate his market value. Try yeah. to get some more money. Like, no. uh, as you've been stuck in our awful organization for 10-plus years or however long you've been there, this is the least we could do to repay you. Yeah, so I could see that. I mean, I don't know enough about how the inner workings of the front offices work. but Me neither, but let's just yeah. take over a team. <laughs> hey, we'll just, if, we'll you, use our if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're doing it for Andy, and I'm sure that Andy's thinking about, hey, I'm going to put up some nice games at the end of the season, try to get me a job next year. But... Yeah, I mean, it could be a little bit of both, but I also see it from the perspective of Zach Taylor just really being out of options and just trying to throw together whatever he can to try to get at least one win. Yeah, there's got to <laughs> be something. And this is a very uh, quarterback-heavy draft class coming in, and if the Bengals believe that Finley isn't the guy, why waste him out there and just put Dalton back in and draft Burroughs? I was going to say Tua, but he's down for the year. I don't know how his draft value is going to be. But Jake Fromm out of Georgia, uh, he's basically like an Alex Smith type guy. Uh, he, he, he's just the most fundamental player. Think Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. kind of just He knows the fundamentals of how to be f- playing. It's nothing flashy, but he just fully gets a job done at, at a, a, an elite level. So there's always that. But also in quarterback news, Mason Rudolph just got benched for Devin Hodges. Now, this is just bizarre to me <laughs> of the whole how tables have turned so quickly on Mason Rudolph. Yeah, it's definitely been a uh, 
I'm sure it's been a long, what, week and a half, two weeks for for Mason Rudolph. He got hit uh, with a helmet as heavy as a brick. And then he turns around, finds out he's sitting on the bench. He, he may have just had a, a coma, but he was, like, walking like a normal human. But he just didn't know anything he's doing. Like, yeah. he had Alzheimer's for, like, two <laughs> weeks. And then it just kind of came back. He's like, wait, wait, what am I doing on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> How'd this happen? No. But now here's a question for you. Uh, I'm just going to speculate things just because I, I want to uh, thr- throw li- uh, throw a match into a little fire. Do you think Pittsburgh actually knows that Rudolph said something to Miles Garrett to make that happen and this is as a punishment for it? Or is this based on just poor performance? It's hard to say. I mean, wha- the NFL said that there's no audio that was taken of their little scuffle that be- began on the ground before it escalated into, like you said, Miles Garrett hitting him over the head with a helmet. Um, so if they do have that information, it's not surprising to me that Mike Tomlin would bench him. Um, but then again, if they are telling the truth about there being no audio, it his play recently definitely backs up the fact yeah, it does. That, that, you know, they were they were on a winning streak before they played the Browns. Yeah. And then, you know, it's gone completely downhill and probably below the hill underground at this point. Um, I think it has more to do with probably with the play. But then again, we don't know exactly. And it and it seems kind of weird that uh, it, it there just has to be something there probably for Miles Garrett to snap like he did. Yeah, there, there had to have been something said because there's no reason for uh, a – anybody no matter how angry you are to snap off a helmet and use that as the weapon there had to have been something said i just want to know why he if someone said that to him and he reacted in the way that he did don't you think that he would have tried to defend himself from the get-go in that first interview he would have said exactly you would say it first um, i might have hit him with a helmet but he called me you know so and so yeah called me a weirdo the word that shall not be said yeah i'm just gonna say weirdo a weirdo. <laughs> he called me a poopy head. Yeah. And I know y- you're waiting for Calvin. He's going to be coming in soon. But I did want to throw one more thing out there. Uh, as I said at the end of the last podcast, we have breaking news. This Saturday, Three Bros Sports Podcast is going from a podcast <laughs> to going live. As we're going to be live on Facebook, uh, you just on TV Del Marva. It's a station out in Delaware. Uh, they're pretty new. Normally... It, it is the into huddle with Coach Muddle, but the host, Coach Muddle, he's going to be out of town. He's going to call in through Facebook, but the three bros are going to be there filling in extra airtime as I am the intern on the show. I'm, I'm the assistant, so uh, it's not like we're barging in on the first time. <laughs> so you'll get to see our beautiful, gorgeous faces on there and also on our new YouTube channel, Three Bros Sports 1. You can see our bright, smiling faces. <laughs> To go along with our soothing voices. Yeah, those soothing voices that NPR <laughs> wishes they had. Smooth like butter. <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to have Calvin with us, and we're going to go over all of the picks for this week and also my Tom Brady fun fact. Or maybe it's not a fun fact. You don't know. You're going to have to stay tuned and find out. And Calvin, thank you for coming in. I know I know you got a busy schedule right now as we, we are recording this a little unexpectedly as none of us want to come down for Thanksgiving. 
respectfully so. We'd rather be eating some amazing stuffing and turkey. So we're, we're recording this the day before, but thanks for at least stopping in. No problem. So I had to save you for this because me and Brett, we could go on about whatever for as long as we want, but we got to get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Those are the picks. So Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and we have three interesting matchups as right now on the standings. I'm in first place right now, 11 for 12. Calvin is right on my tail. It's 10 for 12. And Brett, he, he's trailing a little behind, but two bad weeks from both of us. He could be <laughs> right back in at 7 and 12. Possibly. We'll see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> well, we'll see. But the first game on the schedule is the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. This right here is the typical game that I know we do the toilet matchups. And it's fun to at least root for one, uh, being able to pick for it. I don't know who I want to even root for or who I'm trying to have win. I have no idea. So I'm running with you guys first. What do you, who do you guys have? Chicago Bears. And the only I would normally take the Lions in this, but simply because Matt Stafford's out. Jeff Driscoll, I believe, is the guy's name. Yeah, whatever the quarterback. it is. I mean, both teams have kind of looked bad this year, but I think the Bears have just looked a little bit better. Maybe Mitchell Trubisky will only throw two interceptions this week. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with the Bears as well, just based on the fact that the Bears' defense is you know, still not one of the worst units in the league. I mean, it's not like the Bears are really getting blown out when they do lose. Um, it's just a matter of Mitchell Trubisky not being able to put up any points, so... I'm going to go with Chicago based on the fact that they have Cleo Mack and a solid defense, and I don't think that uh, uh, Driscoll is going to be able to keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, Brett. Your audio was a little low. I turned it up, so for anybody who didn't hear, if it was too low, he wants Chicago. That's pretty obvious. I'm just going to have to join the bandwagon on this, and I'm going to go Chicago as well. You know what? No, we're going to switch it up. I'm going Detroit. I think Kenny Galladay can have a great day. And this is a home field advantage for Detroit. They do this every single year. Chicago's been on the ropes all the time. You don't know what they're going to do. on e like Their defense is supposed to be good, but the offense has been so dreadful. Detroit could actually make this a interesting matchup. I'm just going to go against the grain on this, and I'm, I'm willing to put it out on the line. I'm going pushing all my chips in. All right, so that's the first matchup. Then following that is the 8-3 and three Bills. That I think we can all make the argument of they may be the most overrated team in football. Overrated? They're eight and three, and the schedule's been very easy. They yeah, they still haven't had a big game where I give them a lot of props. Like they still have the record. I give them that. They gave the Patriots a really good run for their money. Yes, yes, they did. But then they also faltered off to the Browns. Hey, you know what? It has the look at the Raiders. They have been pretty good all year, and then. Look at what they did last week against the Jets. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll give I give you that. I, I fully agree. Any given Sunday, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the eight and three. I think you could put an asterisk on it. Of the schedule hasn't been hard, but in the end, it's the NFL. They're still professional athletes, no matter what. I, I a round of applause to the Bills for going eight and three. But they're going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Who do you guys got? Buffalo. Easily. Honestly, I think the Bills might be the most underrated team in the NFL right now because they're sitting at 8-3. and three. Yeah, the schedule hasn't exactly been the best, but when they have gone against pretty good competition, 
They've at least somewhat held their own. And I haven't heard a word about the Bills at all this year. But anyone, like from any analysis on ESPN, NFL Network, whatever, I've just not heard about them. Like, they're 8-3 and three right now. This is really the best the Bills have been in God knows how long. So, I'm taking the Bills. I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, I think that Dallas coming off of two tough losses, one versus uh, my Vikings, the other being against New England this past week. I think that, you know, it's something about the Cowboys on Thanksgiving uh, is going to turn this around for them after two tough losses. Um, I think it's going to be a big game for Dak Prescott. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott has a comeback game after, you know, putting on some pretty under par performances, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys on, on Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to be joining Brett on this one for the Cowboys. Now, I do see a scenario where the Bills would win, but Jason Garrett is on the final rope right now of being an NFL coach. And I think w- you could say that for like the past five years, but this is definitely the game. After what Jerry Jones was saying after their last loss of – uh, this team is too good to be losing like that. Uh, the special team issues, that's an issue with the coaching. The coaches are at fault for that. If this is any game the Cowboys have to win, I, I understand this is against the Bills, they're 8-3, but this has to be the game for playoff sake, for their head coach's sake, and for the organization's sake of things. Because if they lose this game and Jerry Jones decides to say, you know what, forget about this championship. I'm going to just run this thing straight down. If that's how they're going to treat me, I'll give Jason I'll give Jason Garrett nothing. This is the final straw for him, so the Cowboys have to be on their A game. And the final game for Thanksgiving is the New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons. Say I if you have the New Orleans Saints. I. 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 Okay, fair enough. Uh, no analysis <laughs> or ne- is needed for that. one. <laughs> because, wait, did you guys hear that? I thought we fixed the plumbing last week after the doozy. No, no, the toilet is clogged up as it is. We're now going into week 13 of the toilet bowl matchups. It's been a week. It, 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 I thought, how much money do we put in a new plumbing? We hired a plumber to make sure this doesn't happen again, but the NFL said, hold my beer. And we got three. Three. <laughs> the first one. Okay, I'm. Uh, let's just. It's actually two because we already won over one, and that was the Bears at Lions, because both teams are incompetent on so many different levels. To, we don't even need to go back into them. So that one's done. But the other one is the four and seven New York Jets versus the zero and eleven Bengals. Now, as me and Brett talked about earlier, Andy Dalton came back to become the starter. Now, who knows what this is trying to implicate uh, of where he's going to be next year if they believe Finley isn't the right guy or not. But there's a chance that this could be the first Bengals win. Thoughts? Taking the Bengals. They're getting their first victory. I I had this picked in my head before I came in here. But here's the thing. The Jets, yeah, they put up 34 points Every week for the last three weeks, good for them. But the Bengals at this point, they're playing to at least get that one win, and this is the one team 
that's left on their schedule besides Miami that I think they actually could beat. Andy Dalton's coming back. He's got to prove something. And it's in Cincinnati. They usually do better at home. To me, it just seems like this is the game that the Bengals could actually win. I'd I'd have to disagree with you on that one. I think the Jets are playing hot lately, um, and I think that the Bengals are definitely not. And, um, you know, you say that they are playing – usually play better at home. Well, they're still 0-11, 0-12. All I'm going to say is that – Well, okay. They play best in London. The the best game that they've played was against the Rams in London. Maybe something about that London air. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the NFL has talked about the move one team over, uh, maybe the Bengals based on how they play, or the Jaguars. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, But the – what was I saying? The Jets beat the Raiders this past week. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. No, not in that fashion. Yeah, in that fashion either. So all I'm going to say, based on that fact, is uh, considering that as well, uh, Jets all the way. Uh, This is a tough one because I'm going to be going with Calvin on this. Even a couple years ago when the Browns went 0-16, there was that one game that everybody looked at down the stretch and it was against Chicago. It was a snow it was a snowy game. They ended up losing it, but this was the one where almost every analyst was saying if Cleveland's winning a game, it's this one. Now, the Bengals do get to face Miami week 15 and we've talked about this since the beginning of the podcast. This is our most this is the best game ever. We're going to a bo- uh, a restaurant that has NFL Sunday ticket and we're going to demand all TVs are playing the Dolphins Bengals game. That's going to be our Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I forget whatever the real Super Bowl is. This is definitely a game that the Bengals could win with Dalton coming back. This could be that game that the offense looks rejuvenated again. So I'm going to be going Bengals. And, and Brett, I like the idea you have right now because you've been a little out of it in the race. I'm just sticking with my guns. If me and Calvin go, go, uh, go down on this, you rise right back up. Yeah, you'll be right back in the race. We'll see what happens. Yeah, if gut, I go perfect, my gut has not helped me out so far. But uh, we're just gonna keep going with it. <laughs> see where see where it takes us. You, well, you never know. And also, there is one more game left that Calvin twisted my arm, and I'm gonna throw it in there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, this is actually a game that I, I agree is a toilet bowl matchup, as you could tell, because our plumbing system has has. Gone poop. Uh, and it's the Chargers versus the Broncos. Now, it's weird for me to put this in because last year the Chargers were one of the best teams in the AFC. And they haven't made much changes. Uh, Derwin Jim- James has been out. The Melvin Gordon holdout. But those shouldn't be big reasons as to why the team hasn't produced or been up to par at all. Phillip Rivers has regressed heavily. And the Broncos, Lord knows what they're doing. I don't understand what they're trying to do this year. It, it doesn't look like they're trying to rebuild. If they were, then they would have traded off Von Miller and all their extra pieces. I, I can't get a read on this team. They're so confusing as of where they are. It's The record shows you can't win in the NFL. Move your guys. But in this matchup, who do you guys have? I mean, honestly, this is probably the hardest one for me to pick just because – it amazes me how quickly Denver has fallen off a cliff since their Super Bowl. 
But I'm going to take Denver in this one. Mainly just because I think it's going to be a close game. But it's going to come down to who's going to screw it up more. And lately the Chargers have been that team for pretty much everyone they've played. So I'm just going to take Denver on a whim probably by three points. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go Denver as well. Uh, based on the fact that when they played Minnesota this past week, they were up 20 to nothing at halftime on the Minnesota Vikings, which if I had to put the Vikings against the Chargers, I would pick the Vikings all the way. So, uh, you know, based on that fact, and, and like you said, the Chargers have been pretty much, they pretty much imploded this year. Um, and especially in prime time, they never really looked that good. Um, I remember a couple episodes ago when they were playing the uh, Raiders on Thursday Night Football, they looked terrible. And I think you started mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers on your fantasy team that week. I did, and then I proceeded to watch <laughs> him throw two interceptions in about we five minutes. We got to watch it live while editing that podcast as well. <laughs> yes, we Th- did. Th- that was even better, watching <laughs> Calvin go, That whole it. session <laughs> was just <Crap>. me complaining. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to have to go Broncos on this one as well. All right, well, these are the type of matchups I like because I get to go against the grain. <laughs> I'm going to be going Chargers. It, it doesn't make any sense why this team has been performing so oddly. Phillip Rivers has regressed so heavily the last two weeks. This has to be a bounce-back game for him, and if it isn't, if I'm wrong, that's fine, but that's at least now showing that the Chargers have lost themselves. So I'm willing to bet on that. Uh, I'm not 21, so I can't legally bet on it (laughs) yet, but for podcast's sake, I'm going to be going with them as well. And there was one other game I wanted to bring up just – because I feel like we should, and that is Monday night's game, and maybe just because it's Brett's team, but it's the Vikings against the Seahawks, and myself as a 49ers fan, uh, this is a message to the Vikings. Please, please, whatever you do, you can take out Russell Wilson, take out whoever you want, (laughs) please win this game. Please. Brett, I, I know you're going to have bias into it. Is there a chance the Vikings win this game? I think there is, yeah. Um, uh, well, I just wanted to thank you, uh, the 49ers, for beating the Packers this past week. Uh, really beating them badly, <laughs> making Aaron Rodgers look very sad out there on the field. That was great. Um, but, yeah, no, I do think they have a chance. Um, Minnesota, you know, recently hasn't played very well in Seattle. Um, but one game that I want to go back to that I was talking to Calvin about earlier was um, Kirk Cousins when he was with the Redskins. Um, I think it was 2015 or 2016. It was his last year there, and they went to Seattle and came back at halftime to beat Seattle when they were arguably better than they are now on paper. Is that like one of his very well few that's wins like against the over 500 team? Yeah, and that's okay. like mm-hmm. the game that – you know, Kirk Cousins fans always point out that, like, oh, he played so well against Seattle and came back and beat him um, from behind. So he, he has history of playing well in Seattle. I think Minnesota has the team to, you know, keep up with them, and I don't think Seattle's defense has been the best in the league. So um, uh, I can talk about a lot about this. <laughs> yeah, I know you, you can go right into depth about it, yeah. Calvin. I mean, I definitely think there's a chance that the Vikings could win this game. But I'm still taking the Seahawks to win it just because I feel like Seattle is the better team. 
and typically when Kirk Cousins faces teams that are knowingly better, other than that one game you mentioned out of his, well, he was drafted in 2012. So that's no, I, I was talking. It was his last season, 2017. Well, no, I'm in saying Washington. like he was drafted in 2012, and so this happened. This is one game out of his entire seven-year career at oh, this yeah. point. Yeah. I, whenever he faces teams that are knowingly better than his, it does not go well for him. So, I just have to ask you though, what makes Seattle's roster better than Minnesota's? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Bobby other, Wagner. Okay. Other than no, Russell Wilson. Just Russell Wilson. Well, just Russell <laughs> Wilson. Yes, but I'm saying as a team, as a whole, I don't know as if a I team agree as with a that. Whole? Russell Wilson is the whole team. Pretty much is honestly. I mean, I'm not arguing with Clowney that. Clowney has been okay, hasn't been amazing, but Russell Wilson's done everything. Tyler Lockett's actually underrated. Yeah, but who's the one throwing these passes to him? Russell Wilson. Yeah, and I who's mean, the one getting him into those tight gaps? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I feel like Russell Wilson is that team, but. I don't know how to put it. Basically, he is the most valuable player every year for their specific team. No, if that's I, how we did MVP totally voting, he would be saying, it yeah. every year. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm praying the Vikings do. But I'm sorry, I lied to you guys. There's one more game I have to <laughs> go over. We're just going to talk about every matchup. One more game. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers are traveling out to a stadium nearby us as they're playing the Baltimore Ravens. Is there a chance the Niners win this game? I don't know. Vegas says that they won't. But maybe we're better than Vegas on this game with the odds. Would you guys take Baltimore or San Francisco? I'm going to take Baltimore. I knew you would. (laughs) Well, no, honestly, like, I think it's going to be. Don't even want to hear it. No. It'll be a close (laughs) game. But honestly, the main reason I'm taking Baltimore is because. First of all, who have the Niners played this year that have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson? Kyler Murray. Seattle. Kyler Murray. All right, so basically, like, well, yeah, I guess you're right. They have played quite a few. I really shot that down. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going, like, what are you talking about? You're a Cardinals fan. We want to beat yeah. your quarterback twice. <laughs> we don't talk about the Cardinals that much for obvious reasons. <laughs> Unless you really want to bring them in, we'll do our own Cardinals segment if you'd like. <laughs> oh, I could go into a lot of depths with that. It has to be positive. <laughs> can you still can go into depth? <laughs> yes, I could. But Excluding um, Kyler Murray. Ex- yes, I could. Okay, okay. It's a possibility next week. All right. But, um. Anyway, Baltimore still does have a good defense. Mm-hmm. There's that, and Baltimore is a tough place to play in. I've been in that stadium plenty of times. I know how loud it gets just for a random team coming in there. When you got the team with the best record in football, maybe even the best team in the league right now, there's something there. On top of that, I think this is only the second time they've played each other since Super Bowl Forty Seven. Mm. I mean, yeah, Jim Harbaugh's not there anymore, but John Harbaugh's right there. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm gonna go against the Vegas odds, even if I didn't have a bias into this. That 49ers game reproved to me again that the defense can be elite, because Aaron Rodgers has had a killer offensive line. Now, granted, his right tackle did go out in the first quarter, Beluga, but that's they still have one of the more talented offensive lines in all football. The 49ers just ran right through it, like. Richard Sherman had two awful p- 
penalties that should never have been called. And that's the only reason why they ended up scoring. They basically shut the Packers out. And against the Cardinals, they've had a lot of issues covering mobile quarterbacks. And I, I get that. But that's also just one quarterback. It could be a very different story when you're going up against Lamar Jackson of how things are done there. So I'm going to end up going with the 49ers. I'm, I'm praying. I'll, I'll be at church on Sunday. You can catch me there praying to the football gods that the <laughs> my Niners can pull this out. Because if the Niners win and the Rams lose, then the Niners clinch a playoff spot, which I think a team at 10 wins automatically will get into the playoffs. It's just being uh, clinching it early. Just get it out the way now. Get that top seed. But anyways, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I don't get to talk about it. Yes, you do. I don't have a say in this. No, not no. at all, Brad. <laughs> I mean, I know I've predicted nope. some games wrong, nope. but they're just coming out here. <laughs> we don't even shun. care about your opinion I, I'm anymore. Sorry, I mean, I was going to say sorry. the 49ers are going to win, but now I might have to just change my answer. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> no, you want to wrap it up? Just wrap it up? No, no, no. no, 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 no you know what? Nah, in, all, in all seriousness, Brett, please pick the Niners. No, yeah, I was actually thinking that it's going to be a hard game for – uh, Lamar Jackson to win. I can't okay, let me say let that with 100% well, let me, certainty. Let me restart it. Okay, so, and that's going to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brett. <laughs> I didn't mean, I understand. Thank <laughs> you for going with my Niners. Thank you, by the way. You're but welcome. that's going to end it for today's podcast. And I always like to end it off with my Tom Brady fun fact. And here it is. And it, this is a fact. Rob Gronkowski did have back issues. It wasn't because of all the tackling. It was because he had to carry Tom Brady's mediocre butt to the Super Bowl over and over and over again. That's the reason why Gronk is no longer in the NFL. Thanks, Tom Brady. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday. I'm Connor. I'm Calvin. I'm Brett. Thank you for tuning in, and good night, everybody. Three Bros Sports would like to thank Anchor FM for sponsoring this podcast and Benjamin Tissot on bensound.com for the amazing intro, outro music. 